Hello, my friends. This is Andy and Hedia coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California for the Living Fearless Devotional. A production of ResurrectMinistry.com, where we're harnessing the power of the internet to share the gospel through the planet. Everywhere we can reach. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Love that. Every country, every city, all the unreached peoples of the world. That's our destination. Uh, we have books you could um, maybe find interesting. We have pastors, worship bands, articles we've written in the past, a podcast, and our comment section. We love to hear from you. Drop us a line. Tell us what you think. Send us a prayer request. We could pray for you. You could pray for us. Uh, it's all um, fantastic, and we love it all. So thank you. And if you care to support the ministry, uh, you can click the Donate Now button, and it'll truly be a blessing for us. We appreciate all your support. Again, ResurrectMinistry.com, and like, share, subscribe, forward this message to friends that you think may benefit from it. It is also a tremendous blessing for us. Yes, yeah, so make sure and comment while you are watching. Let us know what you think about the devotional or even uh, comment about what we are discussing about what the devotional uh, means to us or what we are getting from the devotional. And uh, we would just love to hear from you. We also want to hear your prayer request. Prayer requests. <laughs> Today that was a tongue tongue twister. Tongue twister. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, if you're new and watching, let us know that who you are and where you're watching from. That would be great, too. The more comments we get, the better it is for everybody else who needs to hear the word of God through this devotional. Um, so make sure and comment, even if it's just an emoji. We'll take whatever it is you want to give us. Uh, also, go down and look at our sponsors. Where's my arrow? Um, so that you uh, can check out uh, LifeWise and find some great supplements there. We got Restore, which uh, I love. It uh, really helps out with my inflammation on my knee. Uh, we have uh, Dream, which helps us get some sleep, uh, which we we both desperately need from time to time. Yes. Sometimes we just have trouble sleeping. And Dream kicks in and good night. We go snoring away, or at least I do. And uh, make sure and use the URL, livelifewise.tv. The other one is StreamYard, which is the platform we're using right now to go live to you. So if you have a particular hobby or you want to share a devotional yourself, and talk about God, then you StreamYard to broadcast to all your social media platforms. We are currently on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, and Rumble. I had to sacrifice uh, um, Twitter or X for the time being until I figure out which other one I want to sacrifice. Okay. But um, yeah, we, we only get eight, which is a lot. I remember a I lot. talked to the guys over Gage uh, over at StreamYard and he goes, wow, you are on a lot of platforms. <laughs> I know, because we get kicked off of some every so often when we talk about God. So we have to make sure we're, we're there uh, and uh, available to the masses. I want to say hi to my wife who's sitting next to me. I have not seen you all day. Hi. <laughs> we just suddenly appeared together on camera. Yes. How are you today? I'm good. You went to your physical therapist today. I did. How was that? Awesome. You see dad or son? I'm becoming an Olympic athlete, I think. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> Learning dexter dexterity and mobility and strength. And yeah, yeah it's pretty awesome. What sport are you going to be competing in? Uh, track and field. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Because I've always said that you run like a gazelle. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to see you and go, wow, where did this woman come from? <laughs> where is Yorba Linda, California? Uh, 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 they're going to be so shocked when they see you. The next thing I want to say is make sure and uh, get ready for the reading of the Bible, which we're going to be reading from Psalm 37, 23 
through 26, which is just a little bit more than A.W. Tozier, uh, which you'll hear from in just a moment. So Psalm 37, 23 through 26. All right. And is much easier to understand, though. Yeah. Um, so we are reading from the devotional called Tozier for the Christian Leader. It's December 21st in our book. And the title is Ordered by the Lord. He is referencing Psalm 37, 23 through 24, that says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Ah, oh, that makes a lot more sense now that I read it again. Oh. <laughs> Even in uh, uh, King James Version. Uh, to the child of God, there is no such thing as accident. Yes. He travels an appointed way. The path he treads was chosen for him when as yet he was not. When as yet he had existence only in the mind of God. Accidents may indeed appear to befall him and misfortune stalk his way. But these evils will be so in appearance only and will seem evil only because we cannot read the secret script of God's hidden providence. And so and so cannot discover the ends of which he aims. Mm. The man of true faith may live in the absolute assurance that his steps are ordered by the Lord. For him, misfortune is outside the bounds of possibility. He cannot be torn from this earth one hour ahead of the time which God has appointed, and he cannot be detained on earth one moment after God is done with him here. He is not a waif of the wide world a founding of time and space, but a saint of the Lord and the darling of his particular care. Oh. I worship and praise you for this absolute assurance that his steps are ordered by the Lord and for the fact that misfortune is outside the bounds of possibility. What a privilege it is to be a darling of particular care. Wow. Mm. Amen. 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 What grabs you? First on this devotional. Uh, first of all, I didn't look up what he means by waif. I think like uh, a um, a waif, like a like a like, like a homeless person. <laughs> I was thinking waif, like a like a, like a insignificant. Yeah, homeless person or an abandoned animal. Oh. Interesting. Okay. I never know, knew that side of the meaning. I just right? always thought of it as something. That's I knew wafy was something thin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it brings me back to this concept of predestination. Whenever it says that it seems that our steps, we have the assurance that our steps are ordered, but not just ordered after we make a move, but ordered since before we were created. Hmm. So there is an absolute sense of predestination of a map, which freaks most people out. They don't like the inability to affect change. They're like, well, no, how can this all be predetermined? And then people, and then there's the concept of, well, it's not all predetermined, but God knows the choices you're going to make. And so he bases his choices on your choices. The whole thing gets a little overwhelming. But I... (laughs) I kind of like the thought that he orders all the steps and that our job is just to fall in line and to surrender to it. 
Hmm. There's a piece to that, in it, for me at least. What? Good morning, Kate. Hey, good morning, Kate. Nice to see you. Merry, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, tell us how they liked the uh, that cake you made. Yeah. The drunk cake. <laughs> <laughs> what keeps people... I'm sorry, I'm trying to choose my words because I don't want to say something completely wrong. What keeps people from saying they're coming into the Christian faith and just simply doing nothing? Because they because God's they, it because out. it says it, it, our our steps are ordered. So I'm just gonna sit here and wait. <laughs> I'm actually do doing nothing. Really? A lot of people do that. Yeah. Uh well, because and the response I've heard is that. Because you don't know what those steps are. So you have to execute. It isn't that he orders them and therefore lie like you're in a coma. He ordered them and therefore it is up to you to move your feet and execute them. Hmm. Right? Yeah. He He's not, we're not robots. He doesn't come in our bodies and take over control and make us move. Okay. He comes in our body and then does what? inspires you to move mm. pushes you to move cajoles you to move like how many times have you felt like something you didn't want to do god cajoled you into doing it it's like when we go into the kids room when they're sleeping say get up you've been it's it's noon right <laughs> and then sometimes your voice is nice and sometimes it's like i'm really sick of this if you don't stop it I'm <laughs> beat you over the head you know Sometimes we hear God in the same way. Mm. It just seems, I mean, like you said, it, it's a very hard, it's a hard concept. I was really happy when uh, Pastor Bob over at uh, Calvary Chapel East Anaheim uh, last night uh, talked about space in the way, same way that I described it the other day when we were talking, that I used to lay there and, and think, wow, space is amazing. And it just goes and goes and goes and goes on. And then, it, but what happens when we get to the end and then if there is an end what's on the other side of the end and then how long does that yeah. go on like it just, i never like you, cared you, about those things <laughs> <laughs> he, he was uh, he was uh, talking as if he was in my head when i was a kid I I had that same conversation but this is kind of the same thing like if my from the from the time before i was created it was already he already knows exactly every step i'm going to make Every divorce I was going to have, every child I was going to have, then then what involvement do I have? <laughs> well, where, where, where's I, my I think, involvement? I think the 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 children are a great example because mm. how could they have come to an existence if you didn't participate? <laughs> I hate that. Right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. True. I mean, everything that we are destined to create requires participation on our part. Hmm. Hmm. So then I can, do I have to then take credit for the bad things that happened? Because of, the, did he plan on those Of course you do. What? He didn't plan them. You did. He knew you were going to. All right. Um, I heard uh, this one pastor say, which I hate hearing these things, hmm. and he apparently does too. Where a young child, he was explaining this testimony of a girl who had come to Christ saying she didn't come because she hated the Lord because the pastor told her her father was murdered when she was young. 
she saw his dead body um, full of bullet, bullet holes, traumatized her. And the pastor said, God needed, Jesus needed your dad in heaven. Mm. Like he needed another angel. Like he needed him. And so he took him. And I was like, that's what? one good, good way to turn a kid away from Why God. Why in the world would you tell her that God took him? You know what I mean? I was like, and he needed him? Wait a minute. Why would he need him? <laughs> well, I don't need him. Yeah. Says the child. Yeah. And it was terrible. But that's why you say Satan took him and God received him. Like, oh. say, you know, Satan is the one that interfered to take his life and the Lord received him. Um, but did the Lord know that was going to happen? Of course he did. Okay. Yeah, see, I don't know. I don't let this stuff upset me. I do. I'm like, I get it. <laughs> I get it, God. I don't overthink do you, it. Do I you really get it? I get it enough. Okay. I don't know. I don't overthink it. Oh. And I got to tell you, it is it is very comforting. Um, Pastor Bob also last night, it was unwrap Chris, um, unwrapping Christmas. And basically, he was talking about unwrapping the, uh, the majesty of Christ based on Isaiah. And uh, wonderful counselor, Prince of Peace. And when he gets to Prince of Peace, he says, you have to you have to allow that peace to reign in your life. You have to know, he's like, it's not something that we grasp like an apple on a tree where it's like, give me peace, give me peace. We don't have to beg for it. That we're supposed to be living in it. So not that we don't have trial, but that that Prince of Peace is with us so that we feel him throughout our everyday life, through our trials and tribulations, through our happy and joyous moments. It's just that the Prince of Peace reigns. And how does he reign? You have to give him control. Mm. It's hard to give control. Yes. Ultimately, everyone's like, no, I can do it. No, I can fix it. And, and sometimes I have to catch myself when I'm executing control, when instead I think that I'm being surrendered, but it's not. Um, but yeah, there is, there is uh, freedom in surrender. Mm. There's peace in surrender. Is there? Absolutely. There is. Absolutely. That is, the, again, the, my, my favorite newest saying uh, is that uh, the the freedom you have in surrendering and being a slave to God is the most amazing thing that I've ever discovered. Absolutely, it's, it's fantastic. Um, wow. Well, all right, let's see what uh, the Bible has to say about this in Psalm thirty-seven. The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. And though he may stumble, he will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. I was young and now I'm old, yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging bread. They are always generous and lend freely. Their children will be a blessing. Turn from evil and do good, then you will dwell in the land forever. For the Lord loves the just and will not forsake his faithful ones. And that goes further into saying, not only does he order your steps, but he's your safety net. Mm -hmm. So you love him, abide in him. He abides in you. You keep his commandments. You're walking with the Lord. He's a light unto your path. And then you just move. I learned that the most during this difficulty with our daughter was that it was just like, 
don't get bogged down in the mire of choices. Don't get bogged down in the mire of, but if this, then that, if this, then this, if what about, if I do this, if I do that, like that every single decision you make is of consequence. Mm. Just follow God, surrender it to him and know that he orders your steps. Like this is a huge thing. To know that he orders your steps means it doesn't matter if I go left or right, what I think is right or wrong, he will fix it in the end. In the end. You think he thinks, you know what I mean? Like you're you're basically surrendering it to him. You're walking with him. You're obeying his commandments. You're abiding in him. You can't be filled with sin and living a life of debauchery and being like, he's going to order my steps. He'd know. <laughs> like the Bible is not something you take piecemeal. Right. You don't take a commandment and then say, I like this one, but I'm going to throw away the uh, 72 other ones. No, mm. you live a life as a believer. Um, you practice holiness. And then you're like, you know what? I'm, I'm letting the rest go. Mm. All right. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, no. I'm just thinking about the the difference between a believer and a un is it unbeliever or non-believer? Either. Um, is it? I always have to remember that context. Is it if if we as believers trust in God, then we we have to trust in Him that He's going in the end. It'll be how He wants it to be. Um. But I do worry about uh, kids and uh, relatives who are not believers. For sure. Because they affect us. <laughs> Absolutely. Your crappy decisions will affect the peace of my life. Right. For sure. Like, I know that he's guiding my steps. Right. I don't know, I don't know who's guiding yours. But... but when I head over the keys to a child who's not a believer, you know, you just go, you know, could you just believe in Jesus Christ? <laughs> and uh, well, Honestly, to... that is the only... Mm -hmm wish I have for each of our children. Mm -hmm. Just follow Jesus. Right. Just love him. The rest of your decisions, I don't really care. Because if you love him and you have him in your heart, you may fall. Yep. You may stumble. And the believer stumbles seven times and gets back up. Is it seven or 70, folks? Um, <laughs> but it's a lot. Uh, I, I'm cool. I'm good. Right. You know, then the rest is the rest is their problem. But when they don't believe, then you're like, oh, you're really going to suffer so much pain until you get there. <laughs> Trying to tell you. Yeah. Listen Why is us. our screen so crooked? Our screen is crooked? I mean, we're so far oh, off. Oh, something happened. Center. Yeah, just moved. Sorry, folks. Yeah, okay, uh, let's answer some of our comments. <laughs> All right. I can fix it. Here, Unless me, you want to show a map of Gaza. Is that what you mean? <laughs> no, I need to go. Let's see. I need to go down here. And we're going to fix this. Just one second. I don't know how that happened. Let's see. Oh, you have yeah. a new doodad to fix our camera now? Well, it's a different camera because our other camera is not working. Oh, the Meeple's totally out? It, 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 the camera works, but it's not connecting to StreamYard wow. uh, or Chrome to, to actually be. Technical difficulties, technical. folks. Yeah, that's okay. All right. So, Oh, my God. We started watching that Obama movie, too. We haven't gotten into the little <laughs> creepy I, parts yet. You know what I just hate? What? Is that I'm watching an, an Obama movie, a, a Michelle and, and Barack But movie. it's important to know what uh, they thought because 
I mean, I, I, I worked a lot for the federal government during Obama mm -hmm. and he was big on prepping. I mean, we had a whole website built around the government's advice for prepping. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious to see how it turns out. Anyways, okay, so right, good so. morning and a Merry Christmas. Hi, Carrie, Merry Christmas. Hi, Hooked on Jesus. Better question. God knew the evil, all the things that, all the evil things that people would choose to do. Why did he give us free will? Well, I mean, I don't think you can have a um, eternity filled with the children of God if people don't have the choice to choose God. Then everybody gets into the kingdom. We could have had that, right? But um there was something, I suppose there was something that God wanted it to be a choice. And I think if you think about us as human beings, that should be, we should be grateful that we're not all robots, that mm -hmm. we weren't forced. I've been in a forced religion. It really sucks, folks. Um, <laughs> especially when you think it's under the threat of death, the threat of eternal damnation that you're in the religion. Mm. It's miserable. It reminds me of my, um, my, my training uh, for police dogs and and pet dogs my the philosophy or the style of training was that it, it was based on love and respect there's another form of training that's click and treat click and treat is fine i had to get things started but it's based on the dog's desire to want food and so then you if you have a skinny you, dog it doesn't work. <laughs> or a dog that desires food the dog is being obedient because of food mm -hmm. and, and but that has nothing to do with the dog doing it because he loves you or respects you. Mm. And if you don't have the food, he's not gonna do it. The dog's not gonna do it. The dog knows when you have food. He hears the crinkling of the package before you put it in your pocket like or your pouch. <laughs> and he can smell it when you go outside for your walk and you forgot the food, the dog goes, oh, he doesn't have food. I'm out <laughs> here. Now food or treats, like those little Any treats. Tre yeah, treats or even a toy if the dog is toy trained. If the dog knows that you don't have it, He's like very unlikely to, to sit or down or come back or, or really? Oh yeah. Yeah. And so the, you, you can start with one of those things as a motivator to get things started, but you have to have a method that gets to the point to where the dog does it because of who you are in the dog's life. The dog does it because he respects you. The dog does it because he loves you. That is when you have the connection with the animal. God doesn't want us just to obey him because of a treat that he's going to give us. That's why praying for stuff <laughs> is not really what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be praying and thanking him and, and asking for change and, other, and praying for other people and, and change in the world and these kinds of things. It's because you are showing him the respect by thanking him for all the great things that he's done in your life, regardless if you're in the hospital. And I also think it's it's so important to be grateful, like you said. And I think it's also important, like I was telling um, Sarah, that it's also important to trust his will. Mm -hmm. In other words, once you believe he's ordering your steps, um, and especially when you're in relationship or the other people are also believers, when things don't work out, like you're supposed to go somewhere and then they flake at the last minute and you get so kicked teenagers so disappointed so upset like no except that it's god's will yeah. be like thank you god move on like there's this comfort in execution and then leaving the result to god and being like okay you know i behaved appropriately i followed your prompting and this didn't work out next yep 
but it's hard to get them to that point because there's they get so overwhelmed by the slightest change in what they thought was going to happen and mm -hmm. so um wedded to a outcome right you know and then you just have to just keep telling them and actually i know adults like that too they're yeah, like they're... i don't know why this happened when i'm like what is it who cares move and on plan b and there's other factors that have nothing to do with you. Right. <laughs> right. The person got into an accident. The person got in trouble. The, yeah. you know, they had a change of flat tire or whatever it might be. So, yeah, you get you can get all caught up in how it affected you uh, and not think about other stuff. Uh, where are we? Uh, up there, Carrie. Here? Yeah. Because he knew that many would choose to let him sanctify us. Mm -hmm. So I gave his choice. Yeah, that's awesome. Kate says. I was thinking on why people don't get moving after being saved. There are seasons and it depends on how much of the world is in us that needs to be restored. And it is ultimately finished at the cross. Mm. So very true. And yeah, the sanctification, the justification process is a process. Some people's goes faster. Like I've seen so many, even in my own life, so many bad behaviors that needed refining. Some of them went quickly and some of them are still with me. Uh, mm. And it's just, it's interesting to watch that process because I think some of them, uh, the Lord just wants to break off of you and doesn't need to teach you anything through it except to break it off of you. And then other things, the breaking off has a lesson. Mm. It's a lesson in patience. It's a lesson in virtue. It's a lesson in joy. It's a lesson in uh, fortitude, in forbearance, in self-control. All those fruit of the spirit that he's trying to cultivate in us um, in overcoming that, um, that shortcoming that prevents our sanctification process. I know that's the way I look at it sometimes. Yeah. And, and Kate's uh, last sentence there, it's finite. It is finished at the cross. Reminds me, I, I believe it was Pastor Bob last night. <laughs> I got to remember for sure. Um, the emphasis that he put on um, the pain and suffering that Jesus uh, went through at the cross was all of our sin. And just that reminder that we have to understand that, that that, that is something that I think we often forget. Mm -hmm. And I think watching... Um, the uh, the movie Passion of the Christ it's to see uh, it filmed in such a way to show how torturous that was right is to 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 really put yourself in your sin there that every strike was my sin every hammer hitting the the nail through the hand and through the feet was my sin and understanding what Jesus went through uh, for us he, he loved us so much. God loved us so much that that's, um, I think it's a powerful thing to remember. Yep. Um, hooked on Jesus. Genuine love and genuine good can only exist in a world where there is an opportunity for genuine rejection and genuine evil. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Totally agree. Carrie says, one thing I think about is studying and not just reading the word, living by it will grow us. Yeah, it's so important because... Um, Especially if you do the one-year Bible, you have a tendency to try to like race through it. Mm -hmm. um, so we just finished Daniel and we're in Hosea now. And I've done a whole book study on Hosea. So I know Hosea pretty well. 
Um, so what I try to do, and I, I, you know what's so awesome is I specifically get this out of the Old Testament. The Lord has been so gracious to me about the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. I get direct lessons for life out of the Old Testament in a very different way than the New Testament. The New Testament draws me closer to Jesus. Abide in him, he abide in you. He loved us. He, he, you, we love him because he loved us first. Like all of those um, things that draw you near to him, I get for the New Testament. But what the Old Testament teaches me is about sin and obedience. So Hosea is, I remember I told you he had to choose the harlot, the wife that was a prostitute, Gomer. And um, the first couple chapters are all about harlotry about the prostitution of Gomer, which was an analogy of the prostitution of Israel. And God's like in detail saying, you got yourself dressed up to, um, to tantalize your idols. You gave them your riches. You went and sought them out. You gave them the stuff I gave you. You gave to them in worship. <laughs> Like how I got, what are you doing? I'm doing nothing. I was God, trying to stop God, it. <laughs> it won't let me make these adjustments anymore. Sorry. It's a little psychedelic right now, folks. <laughs> uh, God uh, is so angry. You can hear his tone Oops. and he's so angry at what um, Israel's doing to him. And you think about, this is not just a story of how bad, you could, and you could read it and say, oh man, those Israelites, naughty, naughty people. Thank <laughs> God we don't have those problems. No, it's literally a story of everyday life. Like, do you get dressed up to give your wealth to causes other than God? Yes, we do that all the time. You know what I mean? Is it a sin? Like, like it caused me to reflect especially on recently on a number of like, I, am I giving money? It like literally, because he talking about riches in particular in this first chapter. So it made me think particularly giving money to causes, to political causes, because we are supportive of campaigns and political causes that are supporting Christian values, mm -hmm. changing our electorate to make it more Christian so that our values in our, in our state and our nation will change. So that's the idea. Like I don't give to anything that's not, connected to Jesus in some way. So, but when I read that, I was thinking to myself, oh, like, okay, do I give to anything that was not that? Like, am I using what God's given for something that he doesn't approve of? And it's super important. Mm. Um, yes, it is. So that's what I got out of this lesson. But that, to your point, Carrie, is reading it with intentionality and so i try to read it with what are you trying to say to me lord um by teaching me your scripture uh there we go to serve him is to serve those around us as well our surrender to his cleanup job in us determines <laughs> what comes out of us amen less of us and more of him to pour out to others amen amen kate Nice. Carrie says 70 is, every day. Is that the 70, um, the believer falls 70 Stumbles. times? Stumbles? Yeah. Is that the seven versus 70? Yeah. That's awesome. Is it every day or is it just? Well, I presume she looked it up. Carrie. <laughs> no, I presume she looked it up, but confirm oh. that for us, Carrie. <laughs> Kate says? Uh, we have no control over our family members. Mm. We love and we pray for them. They come to Christ through choice. Yeah. Nothing to do with us. And our prayer. 
The Bible says even those in our family will turn on us. <laughs> on the last day, I see most of them carrying swords against me, for sure. <laughs> hey, Lisa. And, and amen, Hidia. Amen. Hello, Lisa. Hello, Lisa. Merry Christmas, Kate says. Merry Christmas. Carrie says. I'm doing Leviticus, the cost and work for sin. Yeah, Leviticus mm -hmm. is intense, too. All the rules. I really <laughs> like, I actually really like Leviticus. You know, um, you brought up uh, the Old Testament. Um, and I believe that one of the things that has, has been a really important blessing to us was that we went to a, a an evening seminar or class from a Biola professor at a church <laughs> who, uh, you know, the, the Biola, if you don't know, is a Christian university, um, said that the Old Testament was irrelevant. Yes. And uh, no longer applied to uh, today's uh, faith. It's the last time we went to the church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> last drop. But I do believe, it, for me, it was so important for me to hear that and have the reaction that I did, which was like, look at you immediately and go, did he just say what I thought he said? Yeah. And we both felt the same thing. And, and our people, four and people, friends. And people around yeah. us. But it just really... Uh, I think created a a passion for even knowing even even more so that the old Bible is the uh, the report of what was going to happen when Jesus came. Amen. Uh, and just it, it, I don't know that I would be in the same place today if that didn't happen. Oh, so cool. I somehow I believe that that actually was an amazing gift from God to be Isn't there that, awesome? that day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are you, hear, are you totally. hearing what I'm, are you picking up what I'm putting down? From the negative, yes. basically. That negative experience drew you even closer. Right. That's awesome. You know, a couple of things like that can happen in your day. And, I say and most, but, see, but you know, that doesn't happen to most people. Most people go and have a negative experience and it makes them question. Oh, oh, oh is that true? He's a professor. Maybe I should think that's true. Should I wonder? And then go around asking 10 of their friends, you know, this is what I heard. Do you think it's true? Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, it could be very, very toxic, very poisonous. Yeah, for sure. Uh, here we go. Hooked on Jesus. He needs you to stop moving the camera because it's making him. I'm, I'm, I'm not moving it. <laughs> He's got this little program and it's got this little dial, kind of like the <laughs> Apple TV thing. See? Yeah. Oh, I see my hands? But his hands were not on it. <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh, this actually is a hand signal for the camera. Okay, so stop. I, got, I, got, I can't raise my hand anymore. So I got to turn it off. Hold on. It turns on the follow my face. So now when I move, you see that was following my face. So I got to take that off. And now it will it will stay still. Now I got to fix it to get it in the center. <laughs> Sorry. Don't raise your hand, Schnooks. I didn't. You Stop did. it. How come I'm getting all the blame? Because <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> they know that. They know I don't have the technical skills to be at fault for this. <laughs> Carrie's clarifying. Jesus said 70 times seven. Mm. And Pastor Jack parenthetically said every day. Oh. 70 times seven. <laughs> oh, that's why I got the seven. Okay. I was partially right. <laughs> yes. But that's pretty cool when you think about it. 70 times seven. That's how many times we fall and fail and fall and fail. Mm. And he upholds us with his right hand. Yep. You know, it's interesting. I, I'm just going to go back to the, the discussion we had just a couple of seconds ago, and that is um, 
as a dog trainer, professional dog trainer, teaching other dog trainers, I would always tell them, I said, make sure that you don't not go to a class because maybe you hear yeah. that their method is wrong or something's, you know, it's not in line with something that you believe. Because I learned so much from the trainers I went to that were horrible. But you have to have a certain maturity level to handle that. To know that it's wrong because like i told you with mm. the example like we sat in that church listening to that guy i i guarantee you half of that building walked out going wow i didn't know the old testament there were two or three at our table that thought that, that was okay yes, the, the the dude behind me who teaches um uh, apologetics yeah 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 he's a lib too i'm sure see? <laughs> See, and then, and yeah. so it can infect people in a very dangerous way. So going to bad training, how many bad trainers have trained other trainers to be bad oh, trainers? Yeah, a lot. Otherwise, everybody would walk <laughs> the out. The room was full. I was, it was in Vegas and there were maybe 40, you know, professionals in there. Yeah. And I'm watching this thing going, what is this dude talking about? And that was just one session. How many of those does he run a year? Yeah. You know, um, so I don't know if it's a good idea to advise people to go listen to bad teaching. I think it's better to run. <laughs> I mean, how many times has Pastor Jack said that? If you go to a church mm. and he's got um, false doctrine, run. Well, you, you know? don't go to continuous seminars. Yeah. It's just being able to, you know what? What's the, yeah. Tolerate? Understand? Make sense of? But at least go once. Like I went to an electronic collar uh, uh, trainer and that's always a, a very questionable thing. Um, there, it is a powerful tool and actually can be very humane, but most, I, and I'm not, I don't think that I'm stretching on this. I'd say up to 80% of the dog trainers use them, do not know how to use them, including the people that well, are teaching people. Well, it's like anything else, like a guy, nobody reads the instructions. Nobody's <laughs> reading the man. The guy is not reading the manual. Everyone's like, for the love of God, not to hurt this dog. Can you please read the manual? But nobody does. <laughs> Oh, it's the same thing with the Bible. Yeah, people are not right. reading the Bible to know that when this guy talks nonsense, you call mm. nonsense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you don't know the Bible well enough to know that that's nonsense. Yeah, there's there's a level I think that you need to expose yourself to it, but do it in a way that you know that you're discerning what is being presented to you. When we were in San Diego and we went and went for a walk and ran into a booth where a guy was talking to uh, uh muslims mm -hmm. about jesus christ right you took some things away from that yeah absolutely right? and, and even though it's not they were your way loopy. yeah they were loopy and then you talk about another gentleman that you heard who talks about well uh uh allah allah was not allah what's the muhammad, muhammad. <laughs> sorry who was Mah that again muhammad. <laughs> <laughs> muhammad is a pedophile and you're going yeah. okay he, maybe he was, but you don't go around telling Muslims that the, the, the Muhammad is a pedophile as <laughs> your opening statement. Yeah. Maybe when you want to end the conversation and for them to walk away, <laughs> you might want to look into, yeah. Uh, Muhammad was a pedophile. <laughs> and then you can tell him your mama. <laughs> oh, it's very funny. Actually, last night at the church, um, the kids that my daughter is friends with um, were trying to introduce me, we we're connecting with another gentleman that, that's at the church that's very close to her father. Um, and she said, and I, and I said, well, what is he? Uh, <laughs> what does he look like? What does he look oh. like? I said, what does he look like? Because we couldn't find him. We were 15 minutes searching the church. We yep. couldn't find him. And they said, he looks like a Mexican Arab. 
And I looked at him and I was like, a Mexican Arab? And I was like, so you mean he's brown? And they're like, yeah, basically. But I think there's some Arab in there. And I was like, okay, what's his name? And they said, oh, I think that was from me. Yeah. Me. Jesus. It was me moving my hand. Yeah. Uh, and they said his name is Nader. And I said, ah, he's Persian then. By the way, BTW, that's not Arab. Persians are not Arabs. <laughs> But I told, them, I told them the same thing. I told I told them the story about you um, and the camels. But uh, <laughs> people just don't understand that uh, the ethnicities are not all the same. I don't know why I told that story, but I think it was relevant to something we were talking about. <laughs> Maybe Very nice not. man, by the way. Very uh, gregarious. If, if there was a definition, uh, you know, and a picture to go along with the two things. Right. I think that you didn't was... see him dressed up as King Herod. I did. He came oh, and took us that selfie okay. that he showed. Yeah, I was there when he took the selfie of him and his daughter. Oh. Uh, but uh, yeah, very gregarious. And it's so funny because um, Persians filled with the spirit are like that. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like if he's just a typical Persian um, transformed by the by the Holy Spirit. Because Persians are loud yes. and boisterous yes. and gregarious. Yes. And so he's all of that <laughs> spirit-filled version. That's for sure. Uh, where are we here? Carrie says. When you have people with secular worldviews teaching, run. run. Yeah. There you go. And she says. I've never used any tools other than myself to train a dog. Last dog I trained was my service dog who got certified and licensed as a service dog. Yeah. Good job, Carrie. I know uh, nothing about dogs. There's so much shenanigans out there in the dog training world. I can't even tell you the, the things that I've seen and the things that they've told me that the places I that, can. I, <laughs> that I could never do. Like, you can't do that with a police dog. Oh, really? Um, right. Yeah. Just so many things. The problem is this is just because Kate brought it up before you gloss over. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm about to gloss over because the friggin' the screen is going bananas. Sorry. I thought you turned it what off. It? No, I put my hand on uh, up again. I, but I thought you turned it off. I don't know. I gotta read the directions. Um, Speaking of not reading directions, God forbid if you read the directions. <laughs> Here, hold on. And our closet's open over there. Usually the closet's closed, but they can see all of our shenanigans in our closet. Okay. What's in our closet? Um, is that Kate? Or no, Carrie can train the dog that way. And I can train the dog without harsh methods and tools and, and that kind of stuff. <laughs> I can't. The problem is when you're tools. a professional dog trainer helping somebody with their dog, they have no interest in being a dog trainer, most people. Yeah. They're like you. They go, just get my dog to stop doing eating this. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes you have to give them a tool that, the, that they can use to get the same results exactly. as I did without the tool. And that, that's where the problem is. And so uh, I love that Gary said that, that, you know, that I don't need anything. Well, I, I'm the same way. However, <laughs> when people are paying you $200, you know, to uh, for an hour of training to, to get the dog to do something, you have to determine how it is you're going to get that person with that dog to have the same results that I would. Right. Uh, that doesn't After have 40, you're gone. 40 years of dog training. <laughs> yeah. When you're not physically present anymore. <laughs> yeah. When I walk in the house and the dog goes, hmm. <laughs> you know, you know, Everybody's you know, dog does that when you walk in the room. <laughs> Look at me, does that. <laughs> All right. Real quick. Um, Kate. Kate 
says, I just bought the one-year Bible, but I'm not sure I want to be committed to that style. <laughs> what works for me is reading a chapter a day with Wearsby Expository, then listening to Gary Hamrick explain it. Mm. So that's lovely. That's probably a very nice idea. We know Gary Hamrick? Yeah, he's actually a cavalry guy too. Mm. All right. Um, I'm bad at names. If I saw a space, I'd probably... You know why I use the one-year Bible is I need um, to-do lists. I need people to keep me on track. So everybody needs different things. Yeah. So the one year Bible has been kind of like, okay, especially now that I have it on my phone. I used to have the hard copy, but now I use it on my phone. And I'm like, today, get through the date. No hell or high water before you get out of this bed, you're going to finish today. Love that. Yeah. You're really good at that. I mean, I'm, I'm going to, I've been trying every day I see you do that. I go, you know what? I got to do that. Stay in bed, read, spend time with God first. Yes. Before I put my feet on the ground and ask him to use me. Yes. You got to do that. I don't know if he's using me, but I'm doing it. <laughs> he's using you. <laughs> he's used you to bring me closer to God. Oh. Yeah, for sure. That's lovely. I, I think I was used yesterday too. Hmm. I know for sure. Spirit one. Hasn't Spirit one been here? She said, I, hi, folks. Sorry I missed today's show. What? I've got to go back and watch since oh, you're talking Jesus. about fur babies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what he uh, does. <laughs> what? Do I? Yes. Very yeah. animated. Sometimes, very Italian. Sometimes I almost hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Same when you sleep. <laughs> uh, you have to learn to be a pack leader with a dog, Hedy. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think I like animals enough to train them. I think it's the problem. Never grew up. I didn't grow, I didn't grow up in Andy person. the handyman. There you go. If you only knew Kate. Tell him. How handy you were? Yeah. <laughs> you and your refrigerator, you mean? No, I was talking about when we spoon. Oh, handsy. That's handsy. <laughs> it's not handy. Handy's a different word. And Z. <laughs> uh, that's so funny. Isn't it funny? Nutter, the guy we met last night, um, was looked at us the first time this has ever happened mm. and said, are you guys newlyweds? <laughs> <laughs> We're like, yeah, basically. Yeah, essentially we are. Isn't that funny? Because he's like, you guys really still like each other. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, I'm not going to. <laughs> training a dog is much, much easier than training a person. Mm. I, for me, it has not proven to be the case. I, I, you know, I would have, I, I would have, I would have bet my life that I could train this dog, and I couldn't. I really couldn't. Yeah. Spirit Wind, I think, has a point there. I'm trying to think. The um, it, it, it depends. Maybe you're an animal person. Yeah, but you know. The, the skill set. Listen, I'm, it's going to sound like I'm tooting my own horn. And I know that I never do that. Never. <laughs> but I like hooked on Jesus. The power of Falco Canine Academy, my company, and the things that I've passed out to my trainers is that they had to understand that they, the dog training, like she says, is actually fairly easy. The, the, it's determining a lot of things and finding out the motivation and, you know, what a dog, you know, how the dog um, responds to different motivation and the timing and everything. So once you get that down, um, then yes, it's, it's fairly easy. But the power of being a good professional dog trainer is learning how to train human beings. If you don't learn how to train human beings, you won't be a successful dog trainer. Oh, sure, because the dog would do stuff in your presence and not in theirs. Right. 
Which but, will ask, will just get you a bunch of refunds. So in the end, the reason I was questioning what, what was being said there is that you, they, people are trainable. And it is, it is difficult, I think, to get the understanding how to do that. But once you learn it, it, it actually gets to be pretty easy uh, because um, people are fairly simple for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's a little psychology in it. Yeah, for sure. Of course uh, there is. Because sometimes you have to get to the, the bigger problem. Uh, and it has sometimes nothing to do with the dog. I think I've told that story before where I had to talk to people for a while and figure out, oh, it's not a dog issue. It's a family issue. That's what you tried telling me. It's a relationship issue. It's, it's a... very mean of you. <laughs> I remember I was very offended. I kept asking him to train this stupid dog that we had that I paid a fortune for. And he's like, no. It's not the dog. It's not the dog. <laughs> but it clearly dog Jesus says the dog uh, we'll, get, we'll get out of this dog stuff in a minute i have a very large one-year-old male german shepherd that won't stop licking it mm. is super annoying is it a german shepherd trait or am i destined to constantly get slobbered on it's not necessarily a german shepherd trait um it's, it can be a learned behavior that they oh. learned from another dog as they were growing up that was licking the them like because mom licks the babe the puppies okay and so the dog sees mom doing that and and just picks up the bad the, the habit. It's not necessarily a bad habit until they, they, it irritates you, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then the dog learns to love the the, the taste of you. Um, oh, yes. yeah, yeah, like a bone. Oh <laughs> <laughs> no, usually like the saltiness of your skin. And, yeah, yeah, I get that, it. Yeah. Like a bone. <laughs> not like they're gonna eat you like a bone. They're gonna gnaw on you, just kind be, of. It, yes. Um, it, 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 oh, just, he's got to break that habit because that sounds nasty. It's going to drive him crazy <laughs> the next 15 years. So the cat that just jumped up there does the same thing to me. Licks you. Licks me. But I, he's now stopped because you, you, beat him up. <laughs> you have to make the, the and I, this is hard for people to love their dog. He doesn't lick us. Yeah, he, I don't know. He used to lick me like crazy. Um, but you when, have to make the, 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 the like, habit. How does he get access He'll come to and you? lick my foot down uh, underneath my chair. Because you let him, because we don't. No, he doesn't do it anymore. Again, he would do it, but you have to make that that unpleasant. By it, kicking him? <laughs> Super unpleasant. <laughs> he just got bruised. <laughs> I'm going to stop that. I'm going to stop that behavior. It's not, doesn't, you know <laughs> What else do you do to get him to stop? It is. I mean, it's not necessarily kicking them, but I mean, if he's licking my hand, as soon as his tongue hits my hand, my hand goes towards his face. But I'm not knocking his head off. Let's be honest. So you're telling Hooked on Jesus as soon as he goes to lick him to just go whack. Move in towards the dog. Not, like, but not just move in, but like hard yeah, enough like, to impact. Where the, dog, where, the, where the cat goes like that. Yeah. He goes, oh, I didn't, I didn't want that Did to Did you get that? But then you have to follow up with something pleasant. So when the cat's not doing it, I then pet the cat. And when the cat's not licking me, I pet the cat. So the cat knows when he comes close, he'll get pet. But if he sticks his tongue on me, he'll get pushed towards his face. Not hit. Like they don't want your hand to come towards their face while they're licking you. Okay. <laughs> Dude, I'm kicking them or something. You make it sound like it's like horrible stuff. Well, I mean, if they're kicking you, if they're licking you, I think you would just 
flick your foot at him, no? You just push it towards your face. Okay. There's a, the, 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 the... Not, do not use excessive force. Yeah, yeah do not use excessive force. <laughs> makes perfect sense. It's like when you a, ball, a dog that won't let go of a ball. Like, do you try to get the ball and you, and you pull? People just continue to pull, which is what's happening is you're teaching the dog to hang on tighter and to squeeze tighter. You're doing the opposite of what you want. Like if you have a dog when it comes back with a ball and you pull on it and they bite down and you start, give me that ball and you take their head or their collar, you do this. Okay. You're teaching the dog to hang on tighter. So what you do is you push the ball into their mouth and then the dog will let go. It, it, you have to think differently. Cool. So it's the same thing when they're licking you. <laughs> Did you get that hooked on Jesus? Yeah, I'm gonna have to, go, I'm gonna have to recreate the Falco dog talk to talk about dog stuff. Uh, where are we at? True. Uh, I don't know if she's saying true, but I'm going to take either. it for what, what everything that I said. For everything. <laughs> Carrie says, is asking if it's an allergy that makes him lick. Yeah, no, it can't. I, I, I've heard that. Um, it's just they like it. I mean, it really, that's all it comes down to. It's, it's calming. Uh, cats and dogs will do it to, to calm. And, and because they love you, they do it because they love the taste of the salt on your skin. Um, but it's an irritant. I don't like it either. And so you just got to give them something else. Give them, give them pleasure when they're not doing it. Give them, you can even give them a treat when they're not doing it. Okay. But you have to be ready for it. You, you know, we're at 53 minutes left. I know because you have all this, you have all these questions about dog training that you right. are asking. Kate says, I think we need, to, I need to, we need to wrap it up. <laughs> People are complicated. <laughs> Otherwise we would have no need of a savior. Right. Amen. Is that how you say, say spell savior in Australian? I it's, think it is. It's how you always spell savior. Isn't there an extra letter in there? Oh, it's an it's a sorry, I don't have my glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next. You you oh my god, with the, the giggles in between. Okay. Training people is a different story because of the consequences. Yes. Mm. Much more, many more consequences than dogs. Mm. Ha-ha. And Carrie says, my favorite is people chasing dogs to get them to come. Right. Best is to go the other, other way. way. Thank you, Carrie. You, yes. Carrie is a genius. Yes. Yes. As we've already you. discovered many, many times over. <laughs> at the park, I'll see somebody chase them. And I'll say, go the other way. And they look at me like I'm crazy. No, you, go the, you run away from the dog. The dog will go, where are you going? And the dog comes running back like, how come you're leaving me? It happens. It works. Okay. Anything else? Let you want to have any more dog training questions? No. We're gonna know, you want to know why dogs eat their poop? Because it tastes good. <laughs> I don't know. Familiar? Because yes. familiar? Because it tastes good. Does it taste good? <laughs> the dog. Ooh, oh. Nasty. All right. I think God lets us run around too. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. For sure. In circles, like the Israelites in the wilderness, forty years. <laughs> but he just stands there and watches. He never, he doesn't chase us. He just stands there and watches. And well, watches us like you depends do. on if he's trying to get you to hurry up, right? Because occasionally he will try to get you to hurry up. All right. Do you have any? Uh, do you want to pray for anything? Uh, let's see. We're coming up on the holy season, so we always yeah. want to pray. All right. Let's go. Ah, wonderful counselor, Prince of Peace. Thank you, Lord, for your one and only begotten son that you sent to earth to carry our sins, to die and to rise again and to set us free. The simple gospel. Lord, we're so grateful. We're so grateful for uh, being believers, for the family of believers. Um, and we ask that you draw our loved ones and family members closer to you, those that do not yet know you or those that are far from you, Lord. 
we wish we pray and we wish for all of the people that are close to us in our communities in our state and our nation lord to know you for we know that our entire destiny as a nation would turn around if more people um, believed in you so this christmas season that is our that is our prayer lord that more people would come to know you whether it's in israel and palestine or here in the united states lord uh we want um, to spread the simple gospel. We want people to know how easy it is to be saved and redeemed and transformed, um, that all we have to do is believe unto Christ, confess it with our mouth, and we shall be saved. <sighs> thank you. Thank you for the blood, Lord. Um, thank you for this wonderful season. Um, and for those of our friends that are far from their family members and their loved ones, Lord, comfort their hearts, send the Prince of Peace to comfort their um, loneliness um, in these times where they are separated from their loved ones, Lord, and bring them joy and happiness. We love you. We thank you. We ask for all things in the name of your precious son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. That's was, that was awesome. Why, thank you. All right. We love you guys. Bye. God, God bless. bless.